So many of us avoid thinking about the day when we're gonna have less mobility, when we'll need to rely on others to help us with tasks that we have done for years, and when we need to rely on mobility aids to get around. And this avoidance are neglecting to talk about it, but also are neglecting to prepare for it means we do not know about, understand, or create the, um, <laughs> the space, there we go, for success to happen as we age. As listeners to this podcast, as well as followers of my YouTube channel, um, at Michelle Greenwell, with the Tai Chi Wellness Playlist, you know that I have an avid interest in making sure people learn how to properly move before they have the crisis situations arise and that they age um, not faster, but slower, because of the tools that they have in their hands. My guest today, Linda McDougall, is the author of The Spirit Method of Massage for Seniors, Raising the Bar. She has just received the Biba Award, the Best Indie Book Award, which is very exciting. And she's been observing, supporting, and advocating for greater senior knowledge about mobility and aging for years. Her decision to talk about senior issues and challenges is changing the way we think about aging and acting. Linda is a licensed massage therapist as well as holds an MA in counseling psychology and her experience with many different healthcare positions over the years has put her at the front line for observing and advocating for senior health and wellness. You're listening to Be Well with Michelle Greenwell. This is season two, episode 10, optimizing success in your senior years with Linda McDougall. Welcome, Linda, and congratulations on that book award. That is so exciting. Yes, it was. I just woke up to an email one morning that told me I'd won one of those. So I, I thought it was <laughs> That <laughs> is you. fantastic. Have you got a copy of the book beside you that you can yes, place up? I even have the award over there. but <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. And um, if you want to grab the award, I, I, I would love to showcase that for... Okay. For our listeners and for those people that will be watching um, the video version, um, because the opportunity to win an award as an author is a challenging one, because you can apply for many different ones and uh, not get anything for years, and there is a timeline on it. So I just wanted the listeners to know it's not an easy feat. Look at that. That is fantastic. So for those people um, coming in on the podcast. It's a lovely red and black, and it's nice and tall. Um, <laughs> oh, it's it's beautiful. I'm I'm so proud. That's that's so wonderful for you, Linda, and particularly in this work. Um, fantastic. So let's get our conversation off and running today. And I always start with that mug of opportunity, something to inspire us. What have you got today? I don't know if you can see this, but it's organic new meat. Uh, matcha green tea toasted with toasted rice. Ooh, lovely. lovely. I love that. <laughs> yeah, matcha is beautiful. And what mug did you choose to put it in? Oh, this, <laughs> it's funny you should ask that. <laughs> this is a, whoops, I gotta get it in front of me. This is a red mug that celebrates the birth of this city that I live in, Port Wainimi. And it's the same year I was born. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I like the color and I liked the, I like contrast and colors. So, yeah, 
You're just matching it with the backdrop that you have behind you, which is blue, red, and white that says love your longevity. (laughs) For those people that are listening, um, you are all about it. Your website, so. That's great. I have um, from the Cape Breton Tea Company. This is one of the first blends that we put together, a black tea. This is Queen Mary. And Queen Mary was actually a uh, ship and it was, it predated the Titanic, um, which is interesting. Um, anyway, so I've, I've got, this is like an organic um, creamed Earl Grey. So it has a softness to it. But when I went to grab the mug today, I had thought about my friendship mug before we came on the podcast. But I was looking outside at the snow slush turning to rain and decided I needed to go for the mug that had tulips on it and bright yellow just to bring in some sunshine and say, hey, spring's around the corner. (laughs) So cheers to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And I look forward to our conversation. And I love Earl Grey, by the way. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm very intrigued, Linda, about your focus on massage for seniors. And when I talked to you, a few weeks back, it was the first time I even thought about how would the massage for seniors be different than regular massage. Do you want to just talk a little bit about your work? Sure. A lot of people who do massage don't seem to know the difference, and that's one of the problems initially. Um, but you have to understand the aging body. We have dwindling muscle mass. Uh, We have dwindling skin strength. We have more inflammation in the body, which leads into more scar tissue buildings. Scar tissue is what will kill you internally if nothing else does, (laughs) because it will shut off all your organs. And it will clog up the veins and arteries. That's why you catch little things in the air and you get a clot. It's because it grows in the intima, the inside of the vessels and catches. It's like spider web. Mm. So you don't want to be loosening up clots for people. So you don't want to do long strokes anymore. You want to do local strokes in, in an area. You don't want to go big and long and do long (laughs) strokes because you can push that clot right along. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, you can kill somebody, uh, unfortunately. Uh, But you have to know a few things about the aging body to be able to work on it so that you don't hurt or injure anybody in any particular way. And so when you're talking about the aging body, I'm thinking, you know, I'm in my mid fifties. So there's, there's different aging bodies. So when would you say that a massage therapist has to pay attention to those kind of cues? How do you know when to make those adjustments? Well, that's going to depend on the person and their health history. Because like my sister died, what, a year, a little over a year ago maybe a year and a half ago now, and she was 69, um, but she had heart problems for years. 
decade or more. So she would have been somebody had she liked massage, but she didn't ever want to be touched. <laughs> but had you done something for her, you would have had to be real careful. Uh, she had aneurysms that she was lucky enough to survive because she happened to be in the right place at the right time when they occurred. <laughs> so she managed to survive a couple of those, but you would have had to have been very cautious with her body because of all those aneurysms, which are, it's the vessel weakening. And that's another thing that weakens the older body. And so it balloons, it gets real thin and balloons. And then you get a bunch of blood collecting in that balloon area. And eventually it causes all sorts of havoc and kills you. So, <laughs> so she had a couple. Oh, go ahead. Oh, she just had a couple of them over time. So that was just the beginning of her issues. <laughs> so really then aging isn't about the number. It's no. about the well-being because, because you need to check in at each of those stages and then not to be stuck on, well, I'm, you know, I'm not that old, which, right, which lots of people say, oh, I'm not ready for that. Um, exactly. Yeah. They are, most people don't really pay attention to those things, I don't think. And they, they need to, because that's giving you a lot of clues as to how you're going to age and what you're going to be like in that process if you don't start correcting early and and that's that's the area that that my passion is in which is yeah don't don't ignore it let's get started today let's get balance and flow happening today not when the crisis happens and the pain is so bad you can't ignore it anymore which is how a lot of people will approach things yeah and i'm all about preventing the preventable so we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs> oh um Okay, now your book has some really incredible insights in it. And I would love for you to share a little bit about what people will get by purchasing your book and taking it in and really thinking about their self-care. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I talk about a lot of different things that I saw with different clients as well as massage. And because originally the book was going to be aimed toward massage therapists, but the more I got into what I had been seeing and things, it kind of morphed into for caregivers as well. Um, it just had things that people don't see. And I, these are professional people don't see, you know, people who are working in these environments. Um, so insights are are looking at the person, actually observing the person you are working with or yourself, if it happens to be just you, and seeing, like yesterday, I went to a brand new client, and he was asking me if I was going to do this or going to do that. And I said, well, let me come over to your house now and look at you, because I don't know what I'm going to work with, and I don't know what I'm going to do until I see you and talk to you and get some idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. he stood there with one shoulder lower than the other and with the high shoulder his arm didn't even fall at his side it was out just a little bit but enough that it wasn't normal 
So we, and then I got to his back because he was complaining about neck and, and arm and things like that. But I went to his back and his shoulder blades are winged, meaning that they are, they stand out from the body instead of flush with the body. So that, that showed me that there was not only the pain from this higher shoulder and this arm out, but also he had, even though his back wasn't terribly rounded, it was just beginning, <laughs> mm -hmm. but that caused his shoulders to wing. So we, my, what I'm going to be doing with him is pushing this part of his body back. So you're indicating uh, into the shoulder seams, just for those people listening in. <laughs> we, we want to push the front of the body backwards and the back of the body down. Now that's the muscles. The, the spine, you have to go up because you want to close those open spinal processes. My dog's sitting here whining at me. <laughs> of course. Of course, you're not paying attention. <laughs> well, they like to be up here with me. I've got two, and I don't. I haven't let them up here with me for a while. <laughs> anyway, it's it. So it all depends on the person, and and that's why you need to look at yourself, if it's you, or look at the person you're dealing with, and maybe they need a chiropractor. In this case, I mentioned that he should go to a chiropractor. He has one. He needs to go. <laughs> Um, I can work the muscles, but you need somebody else to work those processes that are getting out of alignment. I can do a little bit of that, but I can't do it in the manner of a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of things about you, you need to be aware of. I am constantly, excuse me, I'm constantly seeing seniors in house slippers and not supporting their feet. I have seen some atrocious feet on my tables and on my beds and places I've worked. So please support your feet early because if you don't support your feet, you're not supporting your posture and your posture is everything in aging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you've got the lay person, like you said, um, picking up your book, starts to open the eyes to things that they could be observing or that they have already been ignoring and yes. raise some awareness about the things they could go forward with. And if they're not a caregiver, at least to have the, the understanding so that their neighbors and friends that are aging, they can be helping by observing and knowing what kinds of things to look for so they can be more supportive to those people around them. And then if they are a caregiver, then this book is the opportunity for them to advance their skills. So is that kind of summing up who this is for besides the massage therapists? I would say so, because to me, it's for caregivers at any level. They can be executives all the way to the regular people who are working with our seniors, because the executives don't know what they're seeing either. So they're not telling the caregivers what they need to be doing. <laughs> Good point. Good point. They're in the office. <laughs> yeah. They're in the office. And even if they're out, they don't know these things. That's not their background. Exactly. That's not. 
Exactly. Um, so can you kind of walk me through, I know lots of people end up becoming caregivers, not because they anticipated it, but because all <laughs> of a sudden it's, it's in front of them. Yeah. And so they don't have the opportunity to go back and, you know, watch for signs of things. They're all of a sudden thrown in. How might the knowledge of this book support them in a way to overcome those first hurdles of being a caregiver? Oh, um, again, you, you need to know things and be able to see things so that you can be a good caregiver. Um, one of the things I see constantly, like the, like the feet not being supported, is just they've never thought of supporting the structure itself, the bones. And so you get a lot of people with osteoporosis. And then you've got the, the walkers and the wheelchairs and all that. Those, when you buy a walker or a wheelchair or any of that, please make sure you know what you're doing. Because most people are getting the foldable wheelchairs that go into cars and having to live in them all day. Mm -hmm. they, that is like living in a director's chair all day. And on top of that, <clears throat> if you need postural supports in the chair, or if you need neck supports or anything else, those chairs do not support those accompaniments. You have to get a real wheelchair that is meant to be used at home, as well as the travel chair. And it needs to be suited to you, just like the canes and the walkers. They, I'll give you a story. And why? why what started me down this path? was I married a Navy man. And at some point early in our lifetime together, we had to go to Hawaii. And there we had a skinny three-story apartment with three levels. So there were three or three sets of stairs, I believe. And I fell down those stairs one day toward the bottom of one of the cases and ended up breaking the bone that goes to my little toe. Well, I then, before I knew what had happened, I just got nauseous and I hadn't ever really broken much before, so I wasn't too sure what was going on, but I managed to hobble, before it swole up, managed to hobble myself down to the bottom floor and sit on the couch, wait for my husband to get home and take me to the hospital. But um, at the hospital, they did their stuff and put my, my foot in the cast and all that, and then gave me these horrendous crutches that were way too high. And nobody adjusted them. Nobody said squat. I didn't know anything about crutches. <laughs> And you know, when a hospital sends you out, you kind of assume they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I fell and I fell and I fell and I fell and I had to crawl up and down stairs because I couldn't use those things on stairs at all. They were totally useless there. So it was just so much fun. And then we went to a medical supply store because I kept falling. And I even fell going into the store because I was going up the disabled ramp. <laughs> And because they were so high, 
the ramp pushed me back. <laughs> wow. So I got in there and we got a walker and that worked beautifully for the rest of my disability. <laughs> but, but you have to know about adjustments that go with with your item, whatever it is. A lot of people buy non-adjustable canes from a drugstore or something. And I watch them and I go, no. <laughs> I've, I've stopped a few people around here. I live in a senior community and there's like 700 and some odd of us. And I keep my mouth shut most of the time, but once in a while I'll feel somebody really needs help. <laughs> And I'll open my mouth and see what they say. But I saw one lady with a walker and she was using it like this, like a grocery store cart and just crossed arms and everything. And I'm going, oh, my God, no. And she was complaining about her back. And I'm going, well, duh. Yeah, yeah you're going to lean over for a long time. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah you're going to stand up in those things because they put their little butts out in the wind when they use these things because they're using them incorrectly or they're misadjusted for them. So the adjustment, ladies and gentlemen, for canes and walkers is the handle goes to your wrist. You need to stand up tall before you size it. That may mean taking a deep breath holding it, rolling the shoulders back and standing there and seeing where that falls. And then trying to maintain that when you use the walker as much as you can. Try not to lean on the walker too heavily because that's going to cause neck, back and all sorts of issues. You don't really have to. I've got a walker here I use for demonstration and as long as you can stand pretty well upright, you just have to put your hand on it and you don't have to grip it even. And it will walk with you if you're walking correctly. And that means heel to toe, just in case anybody <laughs> <laughs> is trying to do something else. <laughs> yes. no. And I say that because I have Morton's neuroma because of an automobile accident that has me leaning more forward and I have to really work at standing up all the way because my back and, and tailbone and, and hips were all screwed up in that accident. So <laughs> I have to work at that, but I keep trying. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, well, and don't we learn from our, uh, our own bodies, right? And that's, oh, that's God, how we yes. end up in the fields we're in because we have personal experience and, uh, you know, whatever it took us to be able to pull out of those challenges. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now, you have mentioned some myths that uh, you'd like to bust. So do you want to share what that would be? <laughs> oh, one myth is that you don't have to porch feet. You do. <laughs> uh, most people do not have feet that will that are just right. They're either too high or they're too low. And that tweaks the body either this way or that way. And that causes your joints not to work properly in their proper place and position. And that causes 
hip replacements, knee replacements, soreness. I mean, I, just because of my accident years ago and the way my body was tweaked, I am beginning to get left knee swelling. And I've been working on that lately. It's so much fun to have a body. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I know some things to do, whereas a lot of people don't. Um, I've got people who call me Dr. Linda when I'm not really a doctor. But <laughs> they come to me to ask me questions. Um, I use CBD on that knee, just in case anybody's wondering, and the uh, knee support when that happens. Um, right now, it's unsupported with no CBD because it seems to be doing okay right now. But if it starts up again, I go back to the CBD and the sleeve and support my knee again. <laughs> and I have foot supports as well. <laughs> and that's where, that's where um, my delight in doing the seated form of Tai Chi comes from. Because exactly what you're describing and um, people don't know what it feels like to stand on feet that are fully engaged. And so one of the things that I find with the seated form is it gives you the opportunity to not have to worry about the whole body at once, but to, to bring that alignment back in, but to massage the bottom of the feet so that the awareness is coming back. Um, and it's just, there's just so much you learn from that. So as you're describing, you know, what you're trying to do, um, it's so beautiful that there are tools there and it's just a matter of engaging in them and uh, getting them going and how much our feet tell us about your right about the posture and um and when our feet are inspired to be completely supported and i say it that way because in tai chi we do a lot of massaging on the bottom of the feet um but all of a sudden the posture changes and it's not effort and as you were describing people trying to take that walker and not understanding where even straight is and then having to work with effort to get it there. It's really nice to know that when everything's working, the body finds it. Um, and it just makes using a walker that much easier. Well, one of the things I have found recently that also helps me is I, I'm not really aware of my posture so much in the house, but when I go out to walk my two dogs, which you probably heard just a little bit ago, when I go out with them, that's when I really notice it and work on it. And I find that sometimes even if I stand straight, because of my injury years and years ago, I was 21 when this accident happened. So I've had it most of my life. And so I, I have to keep my top straight and walk my buttocks forward underneath till if till I can feel the support of those hips yeah and you can go too far so be very careful how you do it uh, my sister was one of these people and some of her kids are even this and I've talked to them and nobody will listen so well but <laughs> she would lock her knees which would throw her hips forward and her top backwards. Yes. I could never get her out of that. I could never get any of my family out of that that decided that that was the way to stand. But it's not. So don't throw your back out trying to walk your hips under you. 
You're trying to get a balance where those hips are supporting the rest of the body. You're not trying to walk ahead of yourself. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, what would be the number one idea you would want people to know about the aging process and their well-being? Ah, uh, start early to take care of the things. If, like, I took a genetic test and I knew things, what things were I was prone to, and you need need to support your body so you don't go there. You don't have to go there just because your genetics say so. It's usually about how you support your body. And then there are those surprises that come up. I have double Deputrin's contracture. Most people I've worked with had single and they were very disfigured. So do you want I've to explain to, I know that the podcast so you've held your palms up. Do you want to just explain what that means? The putrin's contracture. Luckily for me, it came on late. And so the doctor doesn't think it's going to cause a whole lot. But I am a massage therapist and I need my hands. <laughs> but it starts with nodules. And then the nodules become strings. And then since it usually starts on the far side of the hand, it starts drawing the hand inwards and then the, the wrist and then the elbow. And I've seen them completely tweaked to one side. I figure if I ever got it going, I'd be torn in half <laughs> with having to. So there, you, were, there, you were just showing in the palm of your hand um, we were talking about the nodules in the palm of your yes. hand and then how those lines come down the palm into the arm and then how it starts to pull everything and shorten it and put it into exactly. contraction. Just for and those people listening. All the way down the body to the legs. So I've seen people just really crippled with just one hand mm -hmm. and I've got the double version. I figure I must have gotten a double recessive. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else in my family ha has this. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So I figure a double recessive. It's called the Vikings disease. So if you're from up north <laughs> where the Vikings were, look out for that one. <laughs> so what is it? Go ahead. No, it isn't arthritis. I had some lady tell me her mother's con uh, contracture had been called arthritis by her doctor. And I had to tell her, don't tell him or her, but go ask them about Deputrin's contractor and if it could mm -hmm. be that. You know. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, so if you, you're looking like your typical day because you do massage for seniors. So I'm just curious what your day looks like as people kind of come and go out of your life and how you share your information. Um, sharing my information, I do it on a one-to-one -one basis when I'm working with somebody. I may stop somebody on the street if it's about the walkers and the canes and such. Um, I have a lady here in my complex that wants to get people together in her home so I can give a presentation. And that may start a Tupperware-like thing. I don't know. 
Uh, I've got some of that information on my website, loveyourlongevity.com. I I wrote a course called The Vices of Mobility Devices, and that's on mastermind.com. That's Tony Robbins' site, actually. Um, What else? I have done... I don't know what you want to call it, an introductory course maybe for young massage therapists coming into the field. I I sent out a lot of uh, information about the book to the massage schools here in my state, California, and I got almost nothing until one lady told because she has a chain of schools. And she told her other people, do not talk to this lady. I will talk to her and see if she's legit everything. And we've become good friends. And I've done Zoom calls for their chain of massage schools. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I know people are very cautious, right? Very cautious with their ideas and and moving forward. Yeah. Um, So... For those people that might be listening to the podcast who could assist you with getting the message out, how can they contact you? Through Love Your Longevity, if you want, or arthritiscoach arthritiscoach at gmail.com is another way. Um, I'll even give you a phone number. What the heck? 805-202. Six three seven nine. Sponsorships would be nice too, so I can really get the word out if anybody's out there in that neck of the woods. <laughs> awesome, that is wonderful because you never know who's going to be listening, and yep. you know we have the people that need the information, the people that should be preparing so they have the information when they need it, and then we have the people who can help get that message going faster and further, and. Uh, Please reach out to Linda if that's something that, um, you know, something, some area of this conversation has interested you and you want to get your hands on the book and you want to help spread the message, that would be excellent. And you're looking at larger speaking audiences as well, right? So you can, you can start sending that message in well, a bigger way. I just applied to speak at one of two Kala conferences that are coming up next well this year I almost said next year one for the spring and one for the fall I just said whichever one Kala is California Assisted Living Association okay so those kind of audiences I would love to get in front of too because these are the places that need to understand more about caring for their seniors that that are in their care excellent Excellent. Is there anything else you want to share before we close up the podcast today? I would actually, because I didn't get to one thing that you really need to look at when you're working with your seniors or you. I have seen several examples of poor furniture choice. (laughs) Yes. And it hurts people. I had one tiny lady who called me when I first started living here in 2006 and she wanted to know if I knew about 
a, a new medication. I had never heard of it. So I told her, hang on, I'll do my research and I'll come over and give you the result. Well, it turns out she was being given the same dose a football player would be given. And she had fallen when she tried to get up out of her recliner. So <clears throat> you have to understand that medications have half-lives. And with seniors, they have longer half-lives because we do not clear well <laughs> anymore. Mm -hmm. So she was getting more and more of the medication and it was a medication that was too much for her to begin with, et cetera, et cetera. But she had this huge, I mean, it must've been made for a 200 pound man chair. And so her feet didn't even touch the ground. Mm -hmm. Had she had one that fit her, her feet would have been on the ground. When she tried to stand, she would have fallen back into the chair instead of on the floor. Mm -hmm. But it's too and had, big and it pushes you forward. And I had just the opposite problem with a over six foot man who was in one that would have suited that little lady. Mm -hmm. He had Parkinson's and his knees were up in his face practically. And then he had a too short a table and a lamp. So he squished himself under to read. And his whole body was constantly turned to that side because he read a lot. And of course, then the massage therapist comes in and tries to correct that, but it's being killed every, every week by poor furniture. And he died with that poor furniture despite my efforts. <laughs> and another lady called me up and I was surprised she hadn't talked to anybody in her living situation, but she hadn't. A stranger comes in and gives a talk and I got hauled up to her apartment to see something. She had a pedestal bed. She was another teeny tiny woman, more likely, more than likely with osteoporosis, just as I suspect the other one had. And that's something you can prevent too, by the way. <laughs> and, or correct, I should say. You can do either. But she had this pedestal bed and she couldn't even get her little butt on it practically. Mm. I thought she was going to fall on her head just trying to get her buttocks on it. Once she got a little tiny bit of purchase, she swung her legs over just to get on it and then clawed her way to the center of the bed. And nobody had noticed this in her living situation when she got moved in, nothing. And I went, oh my God. So furniture, guys, look at the furniture. And when you mm -hmm. move a senior into a home or get furniture for their home, please make it fit them and their needs. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of how many people are probably nodding their head as they're listening who sit on couches that they go down into the couch and then they can't get back out of it. Or they spend a lot of time, if they're watching TV, all soft and plush, but that's got that curved spine. They're sitting on top of that tailbone. They're cutting down the energy and the fluid that's traveling up to the brain. So they're just creating this, this softness within them that's going to lead to the other problems. And I know we all just think, but I just want to relax on the couch. And it's important, but it's also important with the right the right support so that you don't 
add to what you already have going on. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that, Linda. Um, okay, so as we close today, I'd like to always finish with some kind of a movement piece to recommend for people. So just get them thinking about how they can move more. What kind of recommendation would you have? Oh, there's so many that you could, could be said, but I'm going to say this because I see a lot of seniors that cannot raise their hands above their heads. Mm -hmm. this, you really, now you may have rotator cuff problems and that will limit that, but use what you've got while you've got it is the main takeaway here, you know. So Linda's go got right. her arms over her head and she's stretching from side to side. She's linked her hands and just just remembering how to get the the body to move into those those long long movement patterns. Yeah. Yep, because we're all getting shorter as we age, whether it's spinal decay or whether it's just I mean, I'm noticing that I I used to have a wonderful waist and a wonderful body. And it's just getting dumpier and dumpier. It does Even change. Though I have fixed my osteoporosis because I too was diagnosed with that when that bone and my foot was uh, mm -hmm. they found, well, actually, when I asked them to find what was going on with my bones, and they did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I fixed it. So my recommendation, because um, I have mentioned a couple of times Tai Chi, so I think my best resource for people is to uh, mention the seated Danyu. And so I talked about seated Tai Chi, but the seated Danyu, it could be you only move your arms, which is totally fine, which supports some of what you were describing too. But you can also then go into uh, movement patterns that stay seated, but massage the bottom of the feet, which support what you were talking about with them. Um, with the feet and, and making sure you take care of them. And you can take that to a seated to standing position, which starts to build leg strength. So I'm gonna recommend that little piece. And that's on my um, YouTube channel under the Tai Chi Wellness Playlist. And in there, you'll find lots of little tools that you can do one-ups. So just try something, see what it, how it works for you and, and go from there. And it's a Don Yu, which <laughs> everybody goes, what is that? So it's D-O-N and another word, Y-U, just in case people are wondering what I just said. Linda, thank you so much for a lovely chat. I so appreciate the work that you're doing and the insights you provide. And I wish you the very best as you take this book and get it out there and get people thinking about proactive self-care as they age. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. I have a private Facebook group called Senior Caregivers Moments of Clarity. I would love people to join that and, and add their experiences and teach each other and keep us all on top of things. Right now I'm doing most of the talking and I would like more people that would chime in. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Okay. And we'll include that in the descriptive notes so everybody has an easy access to the link for that um, so more people can start to, to find that conversation. Thank you for that. That's great. You've been listening to Be Well with Michelle Greenwell, and this episode has been sponsored by the Cape Breton Tea Company. 
Bring a little of our countryside and hospitality into your day with a luxurious cup of the taste and sounds of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, where I'm currently living. Cape Breton Tea Company is at CB, just the two letters, T Company, spelled out fully, dot square dot site, and Dance Debut Inc., where I create resources, workshops, and presentations that ignite the passion for living through wellness and movement tips and tools. Thanks so much for listening. Have an awesome day. Thank you.